Shalom Aleichem, and good evening. Welcome to another letter, 30 letters in 30 days. And we are less than a week away from our 30th letter, which will be learned at a special event, Oyer Yud Aleph Nissen, Monday night, April 11th, at the Oil. And I want to tell you something amazing, absolutely amazing. When we started to plan this hachana, this preparation, um, we spoke about the idea of, well, let me just explain. This class is not uniquely for women. There's nothing specifically for women about the class. And obviously it's online and thousands of people are watching it and listening to it on podcast platforms. So men and women are listening to it. But there's been a very special emphasis on the part of the Noshim Tzitkanias, the righteous women all over the world who have made groups to have, um, I guess you would call it like parallel with the shiurim, with the classes, they have these uh, discussion groups where they get together and discuss the letters and talk about what, what it means to them. And that's been going on all over the world. I've been trying to give out shout outs and talk about the different groups that have been getting together. Um, I think one just texted in just a second. Muncie is planning many small gatherings this Shabbos by different locations. Yeah, I saw the flyer, like six, seven different locations in Muncie alone um, getting together uh, for uh, discussing the letters, which is amazing. But what I wanted to say is, yes, there's been a special emphasis on the women here, and we decided we're going to make an event a women's event, Yod Aleph Nissen. Now, I don't know if you understand how crazy that is. Yod Aleph Nissen, uh, in most years, is four days before Pesach. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's a joke. That was a lame attempt at a joke. Yod Aleph Nissen is out of Pesach. Okay. And um, it's tough to get people to go out of the house and do stuff, especially women. And yet we decided, you know what? Let's do something crazy. Let's make an event, a Fabrengen for women. There are plenty of events for men, Baruch Hashem. But let's make an event for women and make a special event. Let's make it at the oil. And there was a whole discussion. Will people actually come to the oil? I mean, nobody lives actually there. They'd have to come in from other neighborhoods, mostly in Crown Heights probably. But um, we said, you know, let's go for it. Let's do it. Okay, so here's what I want to tell you. Uh, The venue is almost completely sold out to capacity. Uh, We only have room for 100 people to participate at this event. And as of a minute before the class, I was told there were 93 spots reserved. So please do not wait until the end of this class. Please reserve right now. There are literally seven spots left. Okay. Um, And yes, this is an event for women. Oh, and I just got a text in. Chicago is making a second event. Yeah, there was a kickoff event. Chicago did a big event on the first night. And now they're going to do... A, uh, they're doing another event. Okay, fine. So, and if you have other events that I don't know about, please submit them to 30letters30days.com. And I should have given that URL a minute ago, 30letters30days.com. That's 30 with a number numerically, 30letters30days.com. That's where the RSVP is. And if you're watching this in a recording, probably don't bother going there because... Um, there are seven spots left. Okay, let's go to tonight's letter. Getting toward the end of my book. It's so sad. 
What are we going to do when we get to the end of the book? There's been a lot of discussion about it. Okay. I'm getting texts coming in. I, I'm only looking at it because this is my group for the uh, 30 Letters, 30 Days uh, coordinators. And guys, 30 Letters, 30 Days people, uh, maybe let's not text during the share because uh, I get very distracted. So unless it's something that I'm supposed to read. Okay, let's. Anyways, aren't you guys watching the share? <laughs> Okay, let's 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 take a look. Okay, um, this letter is letter Gimel Resh Vov. That's three thousand two hundred eighty-six in Chelik Yod of uh, Igris Kodesh. Baruch Hashem Chof Aleph Shvat Tovshin Tezvav Brooklyn, the twenty-first day of the month of Shvat. The year 5715, corresponding to 1955. And to whom is this letter written? Havasikim, Vachsidim, Anoshim, Yereya, Lakim, Nichbadim, Venailem, Chulu, Chevris, Gemilis, Chasodim, Shemri, Shabbos, Hashem, Aleim, Yichil, Shalom, Avracha. This is written to the distinguished individuals, the Chsidim, the God fearing, the honorable, the exalted members of the Free Loan Society. The Free Loan Society. What Free Loan Society is this? This is an old Free Loan Society that I was going to mention in the letter that they're having their 46th anniversary in 1955. So it's, a, it's an old organization. And in the time-honored tradition of Jewish communities everywhere, the Free Loan Society, the Chavras Gemils Chasodim Shemri Shabbos, that's the official name of the Gemach, Gemach for short, that's like the, the cool lingo. Um, this is a, an, an old organization. And at the time, the administrator of the organization was Harav Yechnen Gordon, who was also the Gabe in 770 and a very distinguished chassid. And uh, the Rebbe will mention Yechnen Gordon in this letter. This particular free loan society continued and continues to operate after rabbi uh, gordon's passing his son-in-law reb shimon goldman took over administration of the free loan society and continued the tradition the rebbe would actually speak about the annual event that this letter is in reference to every year there would be an event, the Matzah Shabbos of Parshish Mishpatim. And as you'll see from this letter, that's what the Rebbe is writing in connection to, and the Rebbe is writing about Parshish Mishpatim, because in Parshish Mishpatim, there, can, there is contained the mitzvah of actually giving loans, interest-free loans to one's brethren. So there was a tradition every year of having this event, and the Rebbe would mention it without fail at the Fabrengen. And in fact, there was a there, there was a tradition where the administrator of the Gemach would get up and put on a streimel at the Fabrengen and make a fundraising pitch or appeal, so to speak. So that's a little bit of the history of this particular free loan society. Let's see what the Rebbe has to tell them. And this is in Yiddish. Ich bin gewend zu Frieden, zu bekommen die Jedia durch Harava Chosset Ishirele Kim Nichbet Vanailo Eisek Bezorchi Zibre Chulum Reno Rav Jechen Schichia Gordon Hamaskir. 
I'm very happy to receive the news through your secretary, your administrator, Rabbi Yechanan Gordon, as heint that today, now, <laughs> at this point, the Rebbe takes the word heint, today, and in a parenthetical statement, um, packs in a whole lot of scholarly references that are almost impossible to literally translate. So I'm going to slow down and unpack it. And just to understand that the Rebbe is just um, elaborating on one word, the word heint, that today, heint is Yiddish for today, today, the event is today. And then the Rebbe takes off on that word heint today and says, Hayyim la'asaysom, which is originally from a Pusik. It's a Pusik in, in, in Sefer Dvorim. But Hayyim uh, la'asaysom is often thought of as a Maimer Chazal. It's a, it's a Gemara in Erevin where our sages say, Hayyim la'asaysom, today to do the mitzvahs. Ulamacher, and tomorrow, not literally tomorrow, but Lamacher means in Eilam Haba, in the world to come, little scharam to reap their reward. So often in Chassidus, we refer to that saying of our sages as the idea that today, meaning this era, this paradigm of reality, is about doing. It's about action. And then after Mashiach comes, then it's about reaping the reward. But until then, it's about doing, doing, doing. Hayyim, as long as we're in this phase, we got it. Got to just do. So the Rebbe takes that word heint today and says, Hayyim, Lasaysim, today. Today is about doing. And what is today? If you look in the, 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 the Parsha that was that week, Parshas im Kesef Talve. Parshas Mishpatim, that's how we refer to the Parsha, the name of the Parsha, we call it Mishpatim. But it's the Parsha that contains within it the mitzvah. Im kesef talve, if you will, and I'm going to translate it right now as if, if, because literally it's if, if you will lend money to your people, and then the Rebbe says, im choiva. But the word here, if, doesn't mean if, a conditional statement. Rather, it means choiva, an obligatory, mandatory statement. Unitrashos, and not optional. Mechilta. The Rebbe says one word, mechilta. Um, yeah. So let me explain that. Let's unpack that. And the Pasuk, Im Kesef Talvis, so Rashi says, based on the Mechelta, that Im here, according to the Tana Rabbi Yishmael, is not translated and used as its normal meaning of if. Normally, Im means if. But there are three places, Rabbi Yishmael says, in the Torah, where Im doesn't mean if. It means absolutely obligatory, not if you will loan money, but rather when, when you will loan money. So the Rebbe refers to that. Now the Rebbe, this is a parenthetical statement. It's so rich. The Rebbe then connects the word im, which doesn't mean optional, it means mandatory and obligatory, back to the word hayyim, today. You understand what we're doing? We're flowing in and out. We started with the word hayyim, today, because their event is today. And then today means to do, hayyim la And then the Rebbe connects that to 
what's today? What are we learning in Chumash? Im kesef talve, if you alone, but if doesn't mean if, it means when. And th- that then the Rebbe connects that back to <laughs> today, if you will listen to my voice. So that's a story. That's a, that's a Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Rebbe Yeshua ben Levi met Eliyahu, Elijah the prophet, and asked him, hey, when's Mashiach coming? And Eliyahu said, today. And then uh, Rabbi Shubin Levi saw, uh, saw Elio later on, and the Mashiach hadn't come. And he, says, he said, you, you told me today? Why'd you say today? So then Elio Novi invoked the words of, of Tehillim. And he said, Today, if you listen to my voice, if you heed my voice, if you do the mitzvahs. So, you hear what the Rebbe is doing here? I mean, I think, I mean, I, I'm not the biggest scholar here, but this is what it sounds like that I was doing in a little parenthetical statement. The Rebbe is saying that the word im doesn't mean optional. It means mandatory. And the promise is that Mashiach will come. Im, im, you listen to my voice. But im doesn't mean if either. It means mandatory. It means we are going to listen to Hashem's voice, and Hashem is going to send Mashiach. It's not optional. It's mandatory. It's a for sure thing. Anyways, that's just the Rebbe going off on one word. Hayyim, haint, today, okay? Sometimes I think to myself, you know, as a speaker, I, I, and, and I don't want to say this in a way that's understood, misunderstood. But, you know, a lot of times when you're talking, a lot of creativity is tzimtzum. It's self-filtering. It's what you don't say. <laughs> it's easy to talk. It's hard to not talk. And you have to stop yourself. Sometimes you have a stream of consciousness that is, for you, is very interesting, but it's just not the point right now and, and the listeners will only be distracted. So when I look at stuff like this, I think to myself, you know, every single word that ever says or writes, an entire world of Torah is opening up in his mind and he's holding it all back so that we can try to help cup so that we can try to, <laughs> to, to keep up with what he's saying. But it's just, it's, it's, just with one word <laughs> that ever connects it to the Parsha, the mitzvah of giving alone, and that Mashiach has to come <laughs> today. Just mind blowing. Okay. Anyways, I, I didn't even finish the parenthetical statement. Valderach Hayyim in Bekeil Sishmo was dos brengt bias Mashiach Hayyim, Sanhedrin Sadches Aleph. Okay. And that's that's the middle. That's not even like a full sentence. That's. <laughs> Like I said, a parenthesis in the middle of a sentence. Okay, so now we're back to where we left off. We, we left off before the parentheses. We, the last word was hind, today. Okay, what's today? Kumt for, there's going to be, what's going to be? An oiser or dentlicher versammung. There's going to be an, a, a special gathering. Lechveid dem sechs und fertzig jorken kium von der Hevre in honor of the 46th anniversary of the Free Loan Society. Okay. Unachof, and I hope, as Leighton Psak from the Rizal kol ha-meisif meisif in accordance with 
the saying of our sages that anyone who increases, there will be an increase for him. Meaning, again, this is the law of reciprocity. The way you act is going to be compounded. So if you do something good, then you're going to have more ability to do good. Hashem is going to give you more opportunities to be successful in your holy work of giving free loans. Now here the Rebbe says, and what you're doing, giving free loans, interest-free loans, is even greater than the mitzvah of tzedakah, the mitzvah of giving charity. Why? How so? Now, the Rebbe is referring here to uh, a Maimer Chazal, and the Rebbe actually gives the source in, uh, in the next line, Sukkah Mem Tes Omid Beis. But uh, the Rebbe is, is obviously quite precise how he's alluding to the Maimer Chazal. There the Gemara says that Gemil's Chasadim is greater than Tzedakah in three ways. It says three ways. One is that Tzedakah is only monetary, but Gemil's Chasadim, kindness can be monetary or it could be bodily, doing a, a favor, actually you're getting up and going and doing something for somebody. Uh, tzedakah is only given to the poor. Charity is for the poor, for the needy. But Gemil's Chasadim alone can be given even to a rich person. And that's the one that I was going to focus on. And then the third difference, the Gemara says, is that uh, tzedakah is only given, given to living people, and kindness can even be for someone who's no longer living. There is chesed shalemis, there is uh, providing for the burial, and uh, taking care of the, the uh, needs of the, of the body, that is, of the person who has passed on. But at any rate, the Rebbe focuses on, on one of those three, and that is the idea that a free loan can be given to wealthy people as well. And it seems that the Rebbe is saying that it makes it a happier mitzvah because when you're giving tzedakah, it's sad that somebody needs tzedakah. It's sad that somebody's in the position where they have to ask for their basic needs. But giving a loan doesn't have to be in a sad situation. You know, <laughs> some of the wealthiest people I know um, borrow the most amount of money. And I think, I don't know a lot about business, but I think I understand a little bit that, you know, regular people, they might take out a loan to pay a bill that's due next month. But, you know, really, really wealthy people sometimes, they're wheeling and dealing and they got money tied up and they're just not liquid right now. So they, they need some what, what, what we call uh, liquidity or cash flow. So they go take out a loan, not because they're starving, God forbid. No, they're doing very well. But you need money to make money. With you, What do you call it? Uh, you, uh, you turn money into more money or whatever it is. Uh, you know, you ask, the, ask the people who did it. <laughs> Don't ask me. At any rate, the point is that I'm saying that loans 
can be given. It's a mitzvah that you can give when there's nothing sad happening. It's all, it's all happy. Everyone's doing well. Baruch Hashem. The guy just isn't liquid right now. So he says, Hey, can you give me money for now so I can make this deal or whatever? And then I can turn around and pay it back. Okay. So the Rebbe says that, uh, Gemil's chasadim is greater than Zadoka. Uh, giving loans can happen at a time when the Jews who are receiving the loans have parnasa and they, they even have wealth, not just parnasa, but they have wealth. And now here the Rebbe gives the source. That was the, the Gemara that we were referring to earlier. The giving a loan can also be applied to a wealthy person. In other words, with tzedakah, there are qualifications. So you're, you're, you're asking for, for a handout. I don't know. Are you really needy? Do you really need it? But a loan is different. There's no criteria to, to determine if someone is really needy. Uh, a loan could be given to somebody just they, they don't they don't have the cash flow right now and so therefore it's a happy thing because nobody's poor everybody's rich everyone has parnosa and and they're doing well they just needed uh, some money right now so this is very happy and it's a great mitzvah and, that, and in that way it's even greater than tzedakah not to, to not to disparage tzedakah but i'm just saying that here that i was speaking about the mila specifically the unique virtue of giving loans okay my hope and my blessing. As Ayr Arbit in them, that your work in this, this field, soll gefirrt werden mit dem Gefühl, leuten Sium von Passekanal. That when you do your work, you should do it in a way that's infused with the spirit, the feeling of the end of the verse that we mentioned earlier, which verse we mentioned, the Pasuk, im kesef talve, if, rather, when you will loan money. Okay, that's the beginning of the verse. What is the continuation of the verse? Es ha'oni imach. Es ha'oni imach. The poor who is with you, or the poor among you. But what does that mean? What's the significance of those words? Okay, so the Rebbe is going to unpack this. As der schum the money that the borrower needs, that in that moment, relatively speaking, he's considered a poor man. He's not really a poor man, like we just said. Maybe he's, what do you call it, house rich, cash poor, right? Okay, so maybe he's got lots of investments. Maybe he's got, he owns properties and he owns stocks, but he doesn't have, he's not, he's not liquid right now. So in a relative sense, we call that an ani, but not chas v'shalom, a real ani. Baruch Hashem, everyone here is doing well, okay? So, but at that moment when he's in need of the loan, that money that he needs, gefinzich nur als pikodim beim geimel chesed, is currently held in trust by the one who's going to loan him the money. A very deep concept here. The money that the borrower needs and is currently sitting by the lender actually belongs to the borrower and the lender is holding it in trust like a guardian 
until the borrower comes and claims it. That's the mentality. That's the way you're supposed to look at it. And that's what those words, as ha'ani imach, mean, as the Rebbe is going to explain in, in the next couple of lines. Okay. Why does Hashem set it up that way? That the borrower has to come and go get the money that's really his money, but Hashem put it by the lender temporarily, and then the borrower has to go get it from the lender? Because Hashem set it up that way in order to give merit to the lender that he should be able to do a mitzvah. In other words, Hashem could have given the money straight to the borrower, but then, and cut out the middleman, so to speak, but then the lender would have lost that on the schus of the mitzvah. And it's beautiful here because if you say that about tzedakah, like let's cut out the middleman, oh no, but we don't want the giver to lose out on the schus. You know what? <laughs> let him lose out on the schus and let the poor guy not be poor anymore. So that's that's a, that's an argument. But here, nobody's poor, nobody's suffering. You see? Okay. And without the borrower, this lender would never have this merit. And now the Rebbe says, Go see the Pirush, the commentary of the Holy Erechayim on this Pasuk. And over there, the Erechayim HaKadosh explains very, very clearly in his commentary on this Pasuk that this is literally what's happening. When Hashem wants to bestow merit upon someone, He takes money, that really belongs to someone else, and he puts it, he puts Shimon's money by Ruvain so that Ruvain should have the schus to give the money to Shimon. Although the name of the administrator of the free loan was Shimon, so maybe Shimon gives the loan to Ruvain. At any rate, and how do you know this? The Rechaim explains, because when you have more money than you need for your basics, then surely you can conclude that that extra money is only there for somebody else. That's what the Orachim says, that when you have more money than you need for your family, then that money, it's not to, to go and uh, waste on extravagance or, or, or maybe, I don't know, to, uh, to, to put another digit in your bank account. No, 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 the reason Hashem gave you more money, you paid your bills this month and you have money? That's somebody else's money that Hashem gave you in order that you can hand it over to the other guy and gain merit by doing this wonderful mitzvah, which is even greater than tzedakah. Okay. Now, one more level. Unfundem gefil, from this feeling, the feeling of, hey, the money that I have that's more than I need for my bills, to cover my bills, that money really belongs to so-and-so, and Hashem's giving me the, the opportunity to be the lender and thereby have a merit, have a mitzvah. That's one, that's one feeling. So the Rebbe says, from that feeling, now you can come to an even higher, call it kavona, a higher uh, intention. And this is, this is even deeper. Okay? This is an even deeper way of understanding your role as the giver or the lender in the relationship. Okay, let's see. 
Leuten berimten Wort, according to the very well-known saying von Chsidim Rashenim from the old Chsidim, the original Chsidim. And this you may recognize as a Hayyem Yem entry. It is the Hayyem Yem from Tesvav Ir. And it says that the Chsidim of old, the original Chsidim, is and this vort was transmitted to uns, to us, meaning it reached us from Kveid Kedushas Meidi Vechami Admor Zecher Tzadik Vekadish Levrocha Lechaye Ho'elam Habon Nishmasi Beginze Mereimim Zchus Hayagin Aleinu. The Rebbe says his father-in-law, his Rebbe, transmitted the vort to us. And what is this vort? Der Stickel Breit Vas Ichab the piece of bread that I have is er deiner wie meiner. It's yours just like it's mine. And this is part of the, the original vort. They used to say yours before mine. Deiner wie meiner. In other words, you could say, hey, listen, I want you to know something. Piece of bread I have just like it's mine, it's yours. Okay, no, no, but they used to say it even more. They used to say, <laughs> just like it's yours, it's mine. Meaning to say, primarily the piece of bread is yours. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? The previous vort, or the previous gefil that Abba calls it, based on the Orachayim, is the idea that if I have more than I need, oh, that must be yours. But this is going deeper. This is, no, no, no. It's not just if I have more than I need, then that part, the extra, must be somebody else's. It's even the basics, the shtickelbreit. It's everything. Is primarily, why do I have money? The main purpose is to give tzedakah or gomel chesodim. Oh, yeah, I know that you can also use money to buy stuff to live. That's, that's another purpose for having money. That's, in fact, that's the secondary purpose of money. The secondary pur purpose of money is to buy the stuff you need to live. But the primary purpose of money <laughs> is in order to do mitzvahs with it. Diner reminder. You put the diner first. By the way, I'm, I'm going over time, but I, I, I want to just, I have to say here, there's a, there's a story about uh, somebody who ended up becoming a very big Baltzdaka, big philanthropist in Eretz Yisrael. And I'll say his name because it's a, it's a good thing, Moshe Tzur. And he has an incredible story. And he told it to Jam on the My Encounter, and you can watch the video. But he was, a, he was an Israeli soldier, and he was I'm going to tell it very quickly. He was stationed in, uh, in the Sinai before they gave it away. And uh, one Purim, some uh, Lubavitcher Chassidim come jumping off a jeep, you know, with their tzitzis flying, and uh, they come over, and they're handing out Shalach Monis to the soldiers. And this Moshe, he looks at it, and he's like, uh, Purim, I didn't even know it was Purim today. It was that, he was that far from Yiddishkeit. And he sees it's a present. It says on it, it's a present from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So he's like, oh, that's a nice a present. Now, it woke up something in him, but you know how, you know, those Israelis. So <laughs> not, not everything all at once. What happened is, later on, he left Eretz Yisrael, and he went to America. And like very often happens to Israelis, when they go to Chutzlaut, it's they feel more Jewish, <laughs> or they, they feel a need to feel more Jewish. So he started hanging around Chabad, and he was in Chicago, my hometown. And uh, 
he started hanging around Rabbi uh, Daniel Moskowitz, all of a shalom. And Rabbi Moskowitz was makad of him, and finally he said, let's go to the Rebbe, and he brought him to Crown Heights, 770, and Moshe had a yechidus. And at the yechidus, the Rebbe asks him, why did the Abishta put the heart on the left side? Like everything in Yiddishkeit is the right side. You start everything with the right side. Even, even you get dressed, with, uh, you start with the right side. Everything's with the right side. In Kabbalah, the right is chesed. And the right is, is always first. So how come Hashem took the heart and put it on the side, he put it on the left side? Like the brain, Mela, the brain's in the middle, okay? That, so that makes sense. The heart should also be in the middle. And if it's got to be to the side, okay, put it to the side, then put it to the right side. But to the left side, like what's up with that? So Moshe had no idea how to answer, so he just he was dumbfounded. So the Rebbe says to him, the purpose of the heart is that it's the seat of emotion. And the primary emotion is love. Well, love is the connection from me to you. So my heart's whole function is to connect me from me to you. In other words, <laughs> when I'm facing you in Avas Yisrael, my heart, my heart is on the right side, your right side, as I'm facing you. And like I told you, Moshe became a big giver. And, uh, you know, he started off his journey receiving a gift when he was a soldier. And uh, after that, he realized his mission was to be the giver of gifts. And that the very anatomy of the human being testifies to this, that we were built to be givers, that my heart is on your right side. So my piece of bread <laughs> is your piece of bread. It's just this funny thing Hashem did. He took your bread and put it under my watchful eye so that I would have the opportunity to give it to you. And here's what the Rebbe is about to say. This is much deeper than the previous vort. This is much deeper than the previous vort. Before we're saying the extra I have, okay, so that I can use for a mitzvah of giving to you. Here the Rebbe is saying, no, it's much more than that. My money, all of my money, its primary purpose is to be used for doing mitzvahs. You know, one, one of my uh, daughters, she's uh, 11 now, but I remember when she was little, like really little, uh, like, you know, a toddler, we had to, <laughs> she cost us a lot of money because every time she would see money, she would say, tzedakah. And she would take the money and put it in the pushka. It didn't matter if it was a $100 bill. So, And then what do you do when she puts it in? You can't really take it out. So she was costing us a lot of money. But I, I was talking to my wife, and she said, isn't that beautiful? She sees money. All she sees is tzedakah. Money is tzedakah. That's it. What, what, what's the purpose of money other than tzedakah? So watch this. A vort was is like zu verstehen. So this vort about my bread is really your bread, <laughs> not as much, but even more than it's mine. So then why do I have it? Why did I ship? If it's yours more than mine, so why is it in my rishos, right? Okay, but the Rebbe says that this vort is like zu verstehen. It's actually easy to understand. According to what the Alter Rebbe writes in many places, in Igeras HaKedish, the uh, fourth volume of Tanya. As b'chidei tzu mekabel zayin de ashpoiz milmaile befrat de ashpoiz gashmias begashmias mamush, that in order to receive all the blessings from on high, especially that it should reach all the way down to the physical world, because sometimes those 
blessings there they're flowing down but then there's a bottleneck and they they don't reach us all the way god forbid so in order to keep the wheel greased so that the blessings are flowing and they're reaching us they're getting down here is does davke durch the specific trick how to do it is by giving tzedakah because tzedakah has an effect where it pulls the spiritual flow from on high all the way down to the physical it has that effect so think about it what's the purpose of money oh yeah i know it's also to buy the things that i need but that's also the main purpose of money is to bring down all the heavenly flow so it reaches me and then it's like lather rinse repeat because when the heavenly flow reaches me that includes more money which i'll use to do more mitzvahs and also yes yes also as a secondary thing take care of me and my family okay so what this means is your money is sitting by me because if your money went directly into your account i wouldn't be able to use it <laughs> in order to accomplish what money can accomplish when it's given isn't that beautiful isn't that amazing so the whole purpose of your money sitting by me is so that the money can be a mitzvah. When my money is sitting by me, it's just money. When your money is sitting by me, <laughs> it moves blessings through the universe. Such a powerful concept. And this is what the Rebbe says to encourage the people who are giving the free loans that they should understand the depth of this mitzvah that they're engaged in. With blessings for success in their holy work. And this should bring additional blessing into the lives of every individual. And the Rebbe says, the men and the women, including the women. Both their persons as well as their possessions. And I'm not sure if, by the way, that's a reference back to the idea of the Gemara saying Gemil's Chasadim is both with Guf and Momain, but could be. Lohem for them, meaning the ones who actually are part of the Free Loan Society, and their families. And then the Rebbe writes his name. And that's our letter tonight. What a letter. What a letter. <laughs> You could just write, oh, by the way, I heard you're having your, your yearly dinner. Uh, so, you know, I hope you have a lot of success. And that if it turns it into such a deep explanation of what the purpose of material resources are. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow night.